A home to call your own. An investment property. Two simple ways to provide amazing financial and emotional security for you and your family. It's often one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever have to make. Hello, I'm Christina and welcome to the School of Home Ownership. I love being part of a standard family, but I'm also a multi-property investor, having bought and sold over 50 properties in the last 25 years. During that time, I learned how to make my investments accelerate and how to avoid costly mistakes. Now I know how to reap the benefits of good property decisions. Allow me to take you on a journey that mines the golden nuggets of finance and property insights. Learn the ropes here within the walls of the School of Home Ownership. I'd like to welcome Janet, Janet Christopher, who is our solicitor. Welcome. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for having me. So when you're looking at buying a property, you found a house that you want to buy, what do you do? Well, we go to Janet. Can you take us through the process? The first three things that I always tell people that come and approach me about buying a property is, do you have your pre-approval, your loan pre-approval? Have you done your pest and building strata inspection reports if it's a unit? And have you got the contract because we need to get that reviewed? Okay, so when we're reviewing the contract, what things are you looking at? We're looking at whether the vendor or the seller in, in um, layman's terms um, has the ability to transfer the property to, to you the, as the purchaser. We're looking at the documents in the contract, the plan, any restrictions or easements, um, the zoning, what kind, whether there's any pipes or anything like that running through the property that may affect what you want to do with it. And we're looking at the terms and conditions that will affect the transfer. So my favourite one is when I buy property is I never want to put a 10% deposit down. So, and Janet does a lot of my conveyancing. So I usually ask, can you make sure that they accept a 5% deposit? That's my favourite one. But what's some interesting stories of people not getting their contract reviewed? Yes, so I recently had a, a client who went to an auction without having their contract reviewed. Unfortunately for them, there was a term in the contract that meant that they had to pay $25,000 in addition to the purchase price. And wow. that was because there was a clause in the contract that required a land tax adjustment and um, there was just no way for them to be able to, to get out because if you buy a property at auction, Christine, there's no cooling off period and you just can't get out of the contract for any reason. So if I can just explain to people land tax. So people that own property and it's an investment property are expected to pay a land tax. So in this case, it wasn't, the, you know, the poor person that's going to buy this property is ended up paying, has ended up paying that tax for somebody else. So that's, that's pretty horrific. That's right. So they've contributed to that land tax when they probably needn't have because it was not going to be liable for land tax in their hands. But because of that term in the contract that they weren't aware of, they um, had no option but to continue with that purchase and pay that additional amount. Had they had their contract reviewed beforehand, then they may have been able to decide that they weren't going to go to the contract or perhaps um, 
couch their offer or, or um, bid, taking that into consideration. So at least they would have been well informed. And we could have uh, attempted to negotiate that clause be removed in the same way that you mentioned the 5% deposit, that we could have attempted to make a, a request that a 5% deposit be paid instead of a 10% deposit. Okay, and if we go back one step, you're talking about auctions. So um, what's the difference? What type of purchasing can we actually do? So when you go to auction, there's no cooling off period and you basically become liable from the moment that hammer falls if you're the, the highest bidder. Um, you can also buy property outside of auction conditions in what's usually called a private treaty where you make your offer, the agent sort of takes that to the, the seller and um, if, if that's agreed, then contracts are exchanged. In that situation, you're likely to have a cooling off period, which is five business days. During that time, you can pull out of the contract for any reason. However, you won't get back 0.25% of the purchase price. That'll be forfeited to the seller. So that's the risk. You lose your 0.25%, but as you said, you've got done your due diligence um, and you're not exposed to the correct, risk. Correct, well, and yeah. a lot of people use the cooling off period to do their due diligence, so the pest and building reports or their strata inspection reports, uh, and they use that time to also uh, get their formal loan approval because, as, we, as I said at the beginning, uh, my advice being make sure you have at least pre-approval as a minimum. Now, most banks won't give you formal or unconditional approval without a contract being signed. So when you have a cooling off period, you're at an advantage because you can then use that time to make sure you will get your formal uh, loan approval and not have to um, delay settlement or be in trouble when you get to the settlement point because you can't finance the purchase. So what happens, for example, just going on from that, um, I've put I've put my 0.25% and then I put the remainder of the 5% or 10%, so after the cooling off period, but then I see something go wrong. So for example, I've just changed my mind, um, there's a flood, the house has been damaged. What happens then? What could go wrong? Okay, so there's two different things that you mentioned there. Change my mind. You can't change your mind. You don't have any remedy. If you change your mind, no one's going to let you out of that contract. There will be severe penalties that you would have to, to pay. You also mentioned flood. Now, that's a different thing. So if the property is damaged because of flooding, then the seller can't give you what, you, what they promised to sell you and what you agreed to buy. So depending on what the parties want to do, there can be different um, consequences or scenarios that play out. For instance, both parties can agree on a reduced amount to, to pay or the um, seller can agree to, to fix everything before a settlement can take place um, or the, the purchaser can just decide that, that this is not what they agreed to buy and have uh, potentially an option to pull out. Okay. So um, there was a famous case a fair few years back now. It was a Tony Collette. So from what I understand, she had... Bought at an auction, so she would have put her 10% down. Then she was going to sell her property. And when she sold her property, it was sold far less than what she had initially thought. So then she wanted to pull out and she actually didn't go through with it. So 
she was sued for damages, is that correct? And there was something like $815,000 that she was being sued for. Is that what could happen? Yes, I'm not familiar with the specific amounts or anything like that in that case, but if you as a purchaser pull, will want to get out of a contract and you don't have a valid reason, then um, you will be in breach of contract. The seller can um, keep your deposit, the full 10% deposit, even if you've paid a 5%, they can demand payment of the full 10% and can um, sue you for breach of contract um, if and claim damages if there are any. Wow. So we don't want to do that. No. <laughs> so that's where you come in and you tell us, do our due diligence beforehand. Now, what sort of hiccups? So we've done everything right. What sort of hiccups and what things can go wrong? The most common issue that arises is when we get to settlement and the lender's not ready. Uh, they, and obviously, if we don't have money, we can't uh, finalise the settlement. So um, we have to wait until that can happen. And if we reach the settlement date under the contract and we still haven't got the finance, then we obviously have to wait. But the seller has um, the right to impose interest um, and perhaps some other penalties within the contract, one of which is what's called a notice to complete. Now, a notice to complete will give you 14 more days to settle, during which time interest is accruing. Um, and if you haven't settled by the, the end of that 14 days, then um, you'll be in breach of contract and the, and the, vendor, the seller sorry, can terminate uh, the contract and keep your 10% deposit. So we mentioned due diligence. So if you just focus on that, when we talked about inspections. So I, I've done inspections. I've bought a few properties myself. And um, it can be actually quite overwhelming because there's pages and pages and pages of a builder basically saying everything that could possibly be wrong because they're covering themselves in terms of legal terms. So I basically look at the summary only and it gives me an idea if it's it, it would it would be considered a good property. There's no major issues. And then basically I just call them and say, just tell me what it is. So I've got a very good uh, building inspection that a person that I use quite constantly. So what other things would you be looking at or telling, advising your customers? Christina, the value of getting a pest and building re report is unsurmountable. I can't even begin to explain how important that is. And, and I'm glad that you've pointed that out. In addition to that, though, I always say to my clients, do a thorough inspection yourself. Walk through the property more than a couple of times. It always amazes me how people will spend two, three million dollars on a property, but only walk through for 15 minutes before they go to the auction, say, or you know, only do a very quick inspection and, and not even turn on the lights, for example. So I always say, make sure you go through, check everything yourself, turn on the lights, um, turn on the dishwasher, turn the taps on, um, test the remote controls for the garage because you are taken to have bought that property when you sign that contract at, in the condition that it is in at that point. Now, you get another inspection, an opportunity to inspect, which is called the final inspection, within three days of the settlement. But at that point, you're only really looking to make sure that the property is vacant and that it is in the same condition that it was in when you agreed to buy it. Now, at that point, it's too late to be doing 
a thorough inspection because the vendor, the seller, can say to you that was the condition that that particular item, and we usually have a lot of problems with dishwashers, uh, was in when you agreed to buy it. So they won't um, assist in perhaps giving you compensation or you won't have any opportunity to delay the settlement or even get out of it. So I can't stress how important it is to do your own thorough inspections in addition to the pest and building reports. So just a quick point there. So if you bought the property on the condition that you can move into it straight away, you check two days before the settlement and they're still in there, you can actually postpone settlement until they... If you have agreed to buy a property that is vacant, you don't have to settle until that property is vacant. Purchasing a property is quite stressful. In fact, it's up there in terms of stress of actually losing a spouse. However, when you've got a great team to support you like Janet, building inspectors, mortgage broker, they'll walk you through the process and it will be a lot more simpler for you. Thank you, Janet. And how do people get a hold of you? Well, conveyancing these days is largely all online and electronic, so you can contact me by going to our website, www.homelawyers.com.au. We service people all over New South Wales, or you can come and visit us here at our office at Cars Park, 7 Carlawai Avenue. We'd love to see you. One thing our members know, every time you touch property, it costs tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars. So whether you're a first home buyer or wanting to buy the next investment property, join the School of Home Ownership. Here you can subscribe for free tips or become a member and have tailored one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. Now, if you are keen to take the next step in your property journey, I invite you to check out our website at schoolofhomeownership.com.au and take advantage of my advice and finance solutions as I'm someone who has personally done this with over 50 property contracts. So tap into expert guidance when you need to so you can reach your property and financial goals with greater success.